walking. The floor light up, I'm less silly jeans, nigga. Look, we the dips, freaky Jarrells, we cop away. Y'all just dip salsa with a nacho. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Welcome to episode 112 of the Struggle Plate Podcast. I am your one and only host, Doug. Let's rock, man. Understand that niggas ain't understand my vision Now the panorama surround camp Part of my mannerism Excuse my hand, 200 inside the band Don't look directly in it You're bound to get an aneurysm Crib in Florida Six corridors All marvelous Room for the godliness Niggas letting the lead go You might have thought he was Drew the way he bled so All on Instagram live letting the feds know Now you inside writing books letting your dredge grow One hell of a run and we still running The money's on climax, it's still coming When your accounts start changing you feel something I used to window shop Today ladies and gentlemen we're talking locks versus dip set Brought a homie in with me so we gonna get into the shits. Serious diplomatic community, living off experience. Let the beat drop, dip set, deep rock. This is a straight comeback, no rewrap. Kush got me higher than a treetop. The girl put my dick in her mouth and did the beatbox. Uh huh. Get a hot teapot. Pockets looking like they got speed knots. Naughty sweats, Reeboks. Fur dragging like an Ewok. Rapes back to back, look like Star Wars when we speed by West side to east side, we ride No top, getting dome, getting blown while I breeze by Watch look like I'm trying to freeze time Dripping water like I deep sea dive Jeans cross the stack, they ain't Levi's Screaming when we see cops A, B, C, D, E, F, U, I, B, G, ride 1942, these ain't cheap shots Amsterdam and Nepahan Alright y'all, so Today's a special episode because we are one week out, one week out from the clash of the boroughs, the clash of the niggas, the streets versus the fashion, projects versus projects. Yo, I'm fucking hype. I'm talking about the locks versus dipset. I wanted to do this episode a week out in advance to get y'all hype and get y'all ready because on Tuesday, next Tuesday, August the 3rd, we got the Diplomats versus this. Yeah. For the versus. And, and, and I got somebody, dare I say, an expert, dare I say, the only female that I know who can literally rap some hardcore shit <laughs> at the drop of a dime. This shit is wild, but I love it anyway. She's a star in these streets. She's a presence. Welcome back to the show, the homie Shan. Shan, what up? What's up, y'all? Too much sauce. What's up? What's good? Glad to be back. Y'all, look, let me tell you something, how real this shit is, right? At the moment, Shed is painting. Okay, so she's in her full <laughs> creative space. She's in her creative space. Shed, welcome, welcome back. Yes, First of all, before we get started, go ahead and just give them all the rundown, a reintroduction of who you are. Okay, so I'm Shan. Um, I'm a creative being that I don't do one thing that's creative. I uh, You can find everything on me at whoisshan.com. <laughs> and mm. I do one of five podcasts. I have She Gets It podcast, The Real Relationship Report, Loud Mouth Stereo with Greg from Young Black and Bothered. Um, so what page we on bid, which is an on-the-go book club with two of my friends, Casey and Kiki. I have a cozy room podcast because I'm a parent. Yes, two people have shot up my club, and I am letting you guys know the real on that. And I um I am, you know, the editor of my seven-year-old's podcast, you know, Girls Love. So I'm a very busy person. Um, I'm an illustrator. I'm a painter. I uh, cut and sew denim. 
uh, for people. So um, yeah, I'm all in it. Um, currently, Sunday is like my, you know, collaboration day where I get things done and I set them for the week. Right now, I am in my bedroom, my place of peace, painting new artwork for my room. And I am recording with the Struggle Play podcast because I was like, sir, it ain't nothing for me to hop on another show. So here we are. What's good? So, Sham, I try, when I have guests mm-hmm. come back to the show, I do try to change things up. It was funny because I actually okay. sent you an old rundown of the things that I originally thought of when you agreed yeah. to come back on the show. And then literally Saturday yeah. night, I was like, nah, V, it's got to be different. And so I changed it up, accidentally sent you the wrong yeah. joint. But I said, you know what? The best podcast moments are the ones he gonna that sneak are... attack me. Come on. It's what I got to do. It's what I got to do. So this is a so this is a game that I first played okay. with my very first collaborator, the homie Chris from Shenanigans with Friends. Oh shit! And this went really well. Oh, shit. Then I played the game again with oh. the homie Haiti Baby from Ladies Pitch Podcast, and this game oh. is called Timestamp. I only play this game with people who are very active on the Twitter feeds. So all I'm going to do, Shan, I'm just going to read some tweets from you, and I need you to explain yourself, please, and thank you. (laughs) You know my tweets are crazy! Okay, all right. All right, all right, you ready? So, y'all, just so you know, this episode was recorded. That would be yesterday, Sunday. All right. And this tweet was from two days ago. I want to say a Friday. And I quote from Shan from She Gets It Pod. My children do not have chores. They have a home. And if any inch of it need cleaning, by example, they will clean it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad you got the tweet before the edible. Because <laughs> I had a mean edible Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So for me growing up, my mom never disciplined us and she never gave us chores. And if something was dirty, she would just clean it. And I'm, I'm one of five boys, and I'm the only girl, and I'm the youngest. And because I don't like this organization, I've always been, been like the clean freak and the person that moves around furniture because I like change. So that evolved into me growing up, cleaning friends' places without them asking me to, cleaning my boyfriend's places without them asking me to, if they left me at their friend's house. You know how, like, the all-guys apartment be? Yep. My One of my exes left me there after he got dropped off to the airport with his friend, and I fucking cleaned their apartment, and he was pissed. He was like, why the fuck would you clean up after them? They're grown enough to clean it. I'm just like, I can't help it! So for me, I think women, I think women are supposed to be clean, organized, and um, treat their things with respect, automatic. I think men, um, I'm not saying they shouldn't be clean, but it's not like I, I expect this like regular shit. So because I have two daughters, I'm just like, y'all not having chores. I'm not giving you money and allowance because you take out the trash that's, that you made. This is your home too. So that's why I tweeted that because if you treat your children like you got to, I'm going to give you money for cleaning up your room that you don't even pay me for. 
and you live here also and the kitchen that you eat out of and I, you're you feel like you're not supposed to clean it because it's not my job you're going to go to a place of work where you feel like it's not your job to pick up shit on the floor and you step over it you're going to um see trash outside in front of shit and step over it it's kind of like not giving a fuck about everything else when you can make a difference so that's why i say i don't give my kids chores this is your house you keep it clean interesting period you know my 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 parents tried to do that allowance stuff with me but i was still just a dirty ass nigga so they was like you know what? yeah fuck this shit man you gonna clean <laughs> this shit up because i fucking said so you, you fucking hear me you eat for free you live right. for free like i literally remember my dad I was like yeah right. no nah, this is dead this this is some white people shit, you know. My dad was, you know, he tries to be like very. Uh, he try. I remember at one point, like when he finished like theology school. By the time I was like eleven, twelve, so he was trying this alternative parenting mm-hmm. style. But then he was just like, you know what? No, because this nigga don't know what he doing. I'm not paying him for this. Fuck. I am from Southside Jamaica Queens. Yeah! Fuck this. You know, like. I'm going to beat your ass if you don't do it. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And we ain't going yeah. to bed until the shit is fucking clean. How about that? You know, like pops. Listen, that's another thing. I teach my girls that you don't go to sleep with the house a mess. We don't leave this house with the house a mess. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Period. All right. So speaking of, if since we're on cleanliness, right? Let's move. Let's fast forward to a day. Okay, and I quote: "This okay. was on the yeah. This was also on a Friday." <laughs> From Shan says, "So I'm on the phone scheduling my foot detox, and the lady started talking about colonics. I said, girl, I just had one yesterday. Let me tell you. By the end of the call, she became a new listener." And subscribers to the show, I had her crying. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you must not have listened to that episode. Mm-mm, I missed that one. I did an episode. I did an episode on my experience getting my first colonic, which was on Thursday. Everything at the colonic was okay, right? I didn't appreciate the fact that I had to fuck myself in the butt with a piece of plastic. But it happened, right? I got through it. What happened was the aftermath of the colonic. One red light changed my life, okay? And if you would like full details of this life change, you can listen to She Gets It Pod, Mud Butt 5000. Oh my God. Okay. My vehicle was turned into a porter potty off of one red light. And it was a disaster afterwards going into my house. Okay. So. I kind of explained that to the lady because the place that I'm getting a foot detox, mm-hmm. they also do colonics. And I'm just like, girl, I said, I do want to go back for another colonic because your, your intestines is five to seven miles long. So when you go for your first colonic, they only clean up to one mile of your colon. I want the whole shit cleaned. So... I'm going to be going back for another colonic, but it's not going to be the same location I went to. So that's why I was talking to her about that. And so she was like, I can only imagine. I said, girl, you don't have to. Here's the episode. Here's my podcast. And she was crying, laughing off of the little bit that I gave her. So, yes, that's what happened. Wow. (sighs) Yeah, I missed all that. You know, I missed that. (laughs) I think I've been trying to catch up, and I did actually. I've been trying to, I've been catching up on the ones with you and Greg, but I missed that one. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yes, man. I did. Mm. All right. That one, that one, I had 
to sneak drop Thursday night. Thursday night. On Thursdays, I don't really drop shows, but I had to sneak drop it Thursday night because I had a show coming out on Friday. All right. So okay. that's probably why you missed it. Okay. So I got two more for <laughs> you. I got two more. All right. And I quote. This was on a Thursday, I believe. It says, about to watch this white man ride an ocean wave over 100 feet tall. Like, why white folk love playing with death as a hobby? Yes! Yes! So it's this show on um, HBO about this white guy that um, gets paid to ride the highest waves at, like, surf tournaments. And he travels all over the world to watch videos of waves in Hawaii, um, other countries, and to see how high the waves get. And then he makes a uh, plan to set up and go out there. And he gets paid like 70K in cash to ride such and such waves, to do such and such competitions. And his goal on there was to find a wave that's over a hundred feet. So he knows for sure that he can do the a hundred feet. So he was like, he was like, my, my goal is not to find a wave that's a hundred feet. I want to find like a 120 foot feet Jesus. wave and ride that shit. Christ. And then they have something where they call it the barrel. The barrel of the wave is when they, they are within the middle of the fucking wave and they come out on the other end. When I tell you that shit is insane, I was like, what the fuck? Because I don't know if you've ever slightly drowned as a child in a pool, but the pressure, the pressure of water filling you up or you holding your breath to the point where you can't breathe is like the equation to if I lit my ass on fire, something was really hot. Like your whole fucking throat is burning. So I'm just like, if this man fucking is swallowed by this wave, he's going to drown to death. And he didn't care. And his whole thing was like, he was not um, fulfilled until he can do this. And I didn't finish the show, but I was just so like, what the fuck? Like, why do white people play with life? Why do white people say, you know what? There's this high ass bridge and I'm going to take my skateboard and I'm going to put it on the uh, edge of the bridge <laughs> and I'm going to skateboard off of it. And then at a certain point, I'm going to open my parachute so I don't fall and die to my death. Why? And I believe it's because Anglo-Saxon people really didn't have a struggle thrown upon them. Mm. They've always put themselves to a struggle so now that is 2021 and they really not, they're not fighting racism because nobody can be racist against a white people a white person they're not fighting um gentrification because all white people benefit with gentrification not any other ethnicity they're not fighting um People trying to start wars with the U.S. The U.S. is always trying to start wars with other continents and countries. So I feel like because they really haven't had a struggle that they're fighting for, they feel like their life is just a life. I could do what I want. So that's that's what I think it is. But, you know, I'm no thesis expert. So, yes, that's why I tweeted that. You're hilarious. Mm-mm-mm. All right, one more. The closest white thing I've ever come close to. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. The closest white thing I've ever come close to is skydiving. Mm. That's it. I will never bungee jump, but skydiving, I felt like I had to try one time, and I loved it. But yes, never, never that for me. No man. All right, last one. Okay. 
I'm trying to get I'm trying to get it together. I'm trying to get it together. All right. <clears throat> I'm scared of what you're going to say. Oh shit. This was this was done in the middle of last week and I died when I saw this shit. And I thought I was going to get in trouble at work because it was a gift. I left my Twitter up, you know, on my desk and it was a gift a lady almost choking and it was your tweet and it reads i quote oh shit i thought that ice got stuck in my throat but then i remembered who the fuck i am (laughs) okay all right so (laughs) pregnant women love ice okay it's a thing when their iron is really low because that baby takes everything from them and they like ice my children are seven and four i'm no longer pregnant i will never be pregnant again i rebuke it in the name of jesus okay but this ice thing i can't stop buying like crushed ice and eating it i've tried okay it's been years and i go to chick-fil-a faithfully I put an order in on their app for a bag of ice. I need a five pound of bag of your ice and they give it to me, right? So I was chewing the ice and I swallowed a piece of ice and I thought it got stuck. And then I said, Chantal, we, we, we are the esophagus queen. Like we got this, you are good to go. You have no tonsils. You can do this. And that's why I said I remembered who I was. Because I bit my first boiled egg this year about like four four weeks ago. I don't bite boiled eggs. I just swallow them. And my friends stopped making me boiled eggs for breakfast because they told me that that's disgusting. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of things that normal people will chew before they swallow. I just swallow it. So that's why I I tweeted, you know, I thought I was about to choke on some ice and then I had to remember who I was. Oh, okay. Oh, breaking news. This literally just popped up on my Twitter feed. Actually, 35 minutes ago. (laughs) And I quote, how does it work with industry (laughs) pussy? Do y'all do a roll call check in with y'all crew <laughs> to see who dealt with a bitch before y'all do? Or y'all just roll the dice and do messy group tweets? I repeat, how does it work with industry pussy? Do y'all do a roll check in with y'all crew to see who dealt with a bitch before y'all do? Or y'all just roll the dice and do messy group meets? So I was just sitting here painting, minding my business and listening to, um, I was listening to, um, I think it was like a Travis, uh, song and Kendrick was on there and I was like, okay, for industry men in like music or something that's like flooding social media, Mm. When you meet women who are beautiful, bodies on point, um, they're very exclusive to the middle class. Do y'all check in on your group text with your boys and your crew and your people in the industry? Do you know um, Ashley? What does she look like, bro? Let me send you a picture. And everybody sees a picture and everybody like, no, I don't know this bitch. No, (laughs) I ain't never fucked the Ashley. No, like, do do they do that, or do they just meet a fine bitch, um, date her, stroke her down, feed her, um, have her like on vacation with them, and then one day y'all decide to meet up with the rest of the crew, and then homie is like, do I tell him I fucked, or do I not tell him I fucked? 
do I tell him that I was messing with bitch like three months ago? Or do I not tell him I was messing with bitch three months ago? Like, I want to know how does that work? How do, how do y'all differentiate who had industry pussy? Fair enough. Because I know women do it. I know like my friends will see like somebody that I'm talking to and be like, oh, I know him. I've seen him at such and such before, but I've never like talked to him. Let me ask such and such. And we all in the group text, but I don't know what industry men do. Mm. So that's why I tweeted that. Well, thank you for playing this game called timestamp. I I only, I love it so much. It's, it's a, it's a great game. It it lets me dive into the mind. I thought, I thought. Listen. I thought you was going to pull up the tweet that I had made when I was on an edible. No, And I had, I tweeted, um, how come all right ain't all right? (laughs) Like A-L-L. I said, why, why is it missing its L? Give that word its L it deserves. And... I was so concerned and I was just like, dog, I woke up and I saw that shit. I said, yo, I was high. I was a kite. I wasn't as high as a kite. I was a kite. But yes, I thought you was going to give me that. Nah, nah, nah. (laughs) I saw that, but these other ones, it just, those other ones just resonated with me a little bit more. You know, it's, it's all good. Oh man. It's all good. So now let's get to the shits. Mm -hmm. I mean, why I brought you here, right? Okay. Locks versus Dipset. Okay. I want to give people a full week to prepare for this. All right. I didn't want to drop next Monday and give you a preview. And then these motherfuckers listen to it like on a Wednesday. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I said, who better? Because right now this is the, I'm calling this the summer of friends where I'm just having a bunch of podcasters on the show. Okay. Before I get back into my regular solo dolo stuff, you know, in the winter. And I said, who better than to talk about the locks and dipset than the one, the only, the homie, Shane. And I was like, yo, just give me, you know, a locks and a dipset song, you know, to break down. Because that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to do two. Mm-hmm. We're going to do two breakdowns. It's going to be different than I normally do. So the songs that Shan pitched, mm-hmm. chose to talk about as we get into this versus is The Locks with Wild Out and wow. The Diplomats with Dipset Anthem. Okay. So. Okay. So. This is how this is, I told y'all we're going to switch it up a bit, right? So before mm-hmm. we get into why you chose this song, these two songs, I'm going to play another game with you. You know, we're just going to call it. Let's see what what beats what song beats what. All right. So let's start mm-hmm. with the locks since you chose Wild Out, right? Mm. And they're doing a versus. Does Wild Out beat Hey Ma? You know the song with Jewels and Cam? Does yeah. that song beat Hey Ma? Yes. Wild Out. If a nigga's standing in the same thing, well, fuck that. Well, yes, it does. Wild Out told niggas, if y'all do any of these foul ass shit, I'm gonna fuck you up. It was like a warning for niggas. Hey Ma is like, um, let me um sweet talk a bitch. That's cool, but you ain't helping me with nothing. All right. Does Wild Out beat I Really Mean It? 
the locks and dipset is a lot of people love this the song the track for two reasons either the lyrics or the beat so if you put both of them together well against each other and then you ask people which song beat cool there's a lot of people that are going to be saying that oh that song definitely be that song because of the beat or that song probably be that song because of the lyrics. So I'm curious to know why people are saying why this song is better than this song against them, against each other, because I like a lot of songs. But, but, but you're saying yes. It depends on what you in the mood for that day. It possibly could. It possibly could. Because their beats were stupid. All right. Okay. That's a high maybe. I rock Maury Phoenix. Road to glory. Seen it. You seen it. The game abuse it. It's pain and music. But this year, this year remains the bluest. I get lame and lose it. Beef came to do it. Aim to shoot it. Flame till your brain's the fluid. Y'all just kids. See what I just did? Take a couple bars off. Let just live. Yeah. Now that's powerful music, man. Okay. All right. We gonna go rapid fire. We're gonna go. We're gonna go rapid fire now. Does Wild Out beat built this city? No. No, you would have to pick another lock song. Let's stop fucking with these niggas. Let's do it. On these blocks, we hustle. All right. Turn bricks to whips. All right. In the midst of the struggle. Afghanistan, Betty yet of Pakistan To America, Harlem's Al-Qaeda Any problems I spray her Not to startle the mayor Ooh Does Wild Out beat Welcome to New York City <laughs> This question is slightly disrespectful Turn the motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think it's un I think it's unfair that you're using you're using Wild Out as a weapon against all these different dipset songs. <laughs> hey man, I just need to see how strong this song it's is. It's strong. It all just right. depends on what dipset used to combat that song. It's gonna say they win that round. Okay. But you ain't said. But you ain't give me the answer. I refuse to. I think it's disrespectful to New York. You afraid to piss it's off? Disrespectful. <laughs> because now, now you go in Yonkers. Against, you go in Yonkers against Harlem, and it's very disrespectful because it's all New York. Outside, no man is safe from it. Don't matter if you three feet or eight one. You'll get eight from the nine M straight blunt. Wake split, melon crack, all that on day one. One carry eight guns, two in the trunk, two on the waist, two on the ankle, two to just spank you. You get jammed with them jammers, blam with them blammers. Hot here, axe Macy ran to Atlanta. Men think you know what life do. Make one the motorcycle, trinkets they so delightful. Does wild does wild out beat? Oh boy! No. Oh boy, beat was disgusting. Oh baby, oh baby. Uh. killer. 
girl see the Look at his kicks, look at his car All I say is Look mommy, I'm no good, I'm so hood Clap at your soldiers Okay I see, so that's like Tools and a possible and some nose mixed in there Alright <laughs> now, let, now let's see how strong Dipset Anthem is So, because we're testing the strength of how strong Dipset Anthem is, does Dipset Anthem beat Ride or Die? Yes, because the beat was nasty. Um, it was what we needed. You know, the old rock and polos and the funny colorways in the video was, you know, it, it did some things, you know. But I would say yes. Does it beat Reservoir Dogs? No! That's a classic. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Because in that, in that, I, I just feel like it, it sounded like New York. It was the epitome of what New York was. So I would say that. That 24 hours to live in Reservoir Dogs beats Dipset Anthem. Because they had extra people on it, on those two, I would say yes. Blood pressure. What? Blood pressure. No, it doesn't beat this anthem. You can't talk about Dipset without bringing up Dipset Anthem. Okay, I, I feel you. So does Dipset Anthem beat Money, Power, Respect? No, because was, those are both equal in their stance of representing New York. All right. Money, Power, Respect had uh, Lil' Kim on it when she was still cute. Here's a, here's a real tough one. This, this, this is the ones. This is the song that I think that, that I would love to see uh, Dipset Anthem go up against in the battle. Does Dipset Anthem beat We Gonna Make It? We Gonna Make It. No, no, it doesn't. Ooh. No, it doesn't. Dipset Anthem is one of those like playful songs that represent where you from songs. Mm -hmm. We Gonna Make It is like the epitome of everybody grinding out here and getting it how they get it and making sure the goal is always keeping, like kept in mind, period. So everybody, even if you ain't from New York, can relate to the lyrics and we gonna make it. So does it be wild out? Ooh, Which one wins? Full circle. No. So Wild Out beats Dipset Anthem. For me, yes. Because Wild Out wasn't about Wild Out wasn't about being flashy. Wild Out was about 
when you see me, you're going to respect me, period. And if you don't respect me, these are the things that will happen. I know niggas in the clink that send pipe bombs through sinks. The got dough will still want to stick y'all with minks. Y'all would think y'all was jinx with a month of bad luck. I'm not hunting, motherfucker, and guess who the duck? I'm oh. Elman, you daffy like the Looney cartoon. But this ain't no cartoon, my bullets clear out the room. I said, boy, try and learn the fundamentals here, son. Like that rooster and the chicken hawk, I teach about a gun. I place my money on one, I pull it out, you run. I wave it in front of your son, and both y'all is done. Black, for God's sakes, what a nigga. Gotta do to make a half a million Must I wave it at your children Run up in your building and go straight for the bank Got the coats of red wrapped at the bottom of the tank I know those tricks Your supply is popping them I know those dicks Give me those bricks See, I agree with you Yeah, so this song Has so many Similarities To a jig of my nigga But it's completely different You know, it's harder it's grittier, it's grimy, but it has those rim. So, and obviously that's a Swiss beat production as well. And when I hear Wild Out, I say to myself, this is what New York sounds like. This is what the streets sound sounds like. You know, Dipset, they were on such a different path and Dipset Anthem, it's like Heat Makers, you it was a completely different sound. I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but like that's when like rap was just going into these completely different kind of samples and nobody was sampling like Heat Makers at all. Like and if we're being real the reason why Jim Jones is the top rapper in Dipset to this day is because he went back to the heat maker sound, you know, but Najee wild out takes it by, by a long haul, by a long shot, but I don't want to see wild out versus uh Dipset Anthem. I want to see wild out versus we going to make it, you know, me personally. I just think those, song you can make a little bit of an argument for both even though i'm still going we gonna make it because those are like jada kiss iconic verses you know and same thing with styles but wild out man i know that shit from head to toe when was the first time you heard this song or like uh was it did you hear it when uh the weird streets album first came out i heard wild out when i wasn't supposed to be hearing it and I, I had it like on cassette. Mm. So this so this song came out like two thousand. So how old were you? Two thousand. How old was I? I I just you know I knew I shouldn't be listening to this song. <laughs> I I knew I shouldn't have. Uh, it, you know what it did? It, mm. If you had any fear about New York niggas, Wild Wild was not going to help that. It wasn't. Because Wild Wild told you what they was handling. And when this nigga said I'll heat heat your face and he told you what guns he's not comfortable with <laughs> and then he told you what guns he is comfortable with not all that with max but i'm good with nines great with eights nigga i heat your face and i got a hungry lawyer that'll eat the case i used to cop so heavy that the block got mad then niggas start calling up the cops they were just loud, raw, bold, and they were holding their own. And even when, you know, they were on Bad Boy and Bad Boy was moving in a wave more so of like R&B and not like street grit, New York, they still kept it consistent when they did their own thing. Oh, oh, oh. 
I pray to Allah, but I'm too foul to go to the mosque. And if it's beef, I'ma murder you and know that it's swash. Holiday style, screw niggas, bars they rap. I let my shotgun bar your back, make you coughing out of your flats. And bring your ice to hell Y'all fuck around This album I'll do life in jail And if you under 21 You shouldn't listen to this You hate a nigga Gonna kill him while he taking his shit So when the cops come and get him He'll be making him sick So they can feel how I feel I had a probable cause You know the shit that happens You don't follow the boss Follow the rules Kids get followed to school And the thug niggas ball your boots They were the bad boys the bad boy Listen by the time Dipset Anthem came out, for a minute, I thought it was a Kanye West production because that's what Kanye was doing. You know why? Because Dipset has always been very vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's them. They're not gritty. They're not, you know, grimy like that. They'll tell you what they'll do to you, you know, but they're going to tell you they're doing all this shit while wearing some fly ass you know, clothes, like, and I didn't like, I personally did not like Dipset until Cameron uh, was shouting out my city, was shouting out Chicago, you know. <laughs> like, when I found out that he literally lived in my part of town and how we would go outside after school to go see where he's staying at, like, we fucking knew his address or some shit, even though we had no fucking clue. You know, like, especially in Dipset Anthem, when he says, I'm on the west side of Chicago looking for a bus down. I got so yeah. fucking excited. I was like, there's nothing but bus. There are nothing but bus downs on the west side. As a kid, I was like, yes, it is a grimy ass area. I'm on the west side of Chicago looking for a bus down. Make me put my two arms up. Touchdown. You stay in touch now. But when I touch down, I'm like buckshot shorty. Duck down. Yeah, I must clown. I'm from Harlem Uptown. When we flash money, take your bitch and act you what now? Bird flip a dozen. Chicks is dicks, they suck it. Swallow my kids, go and kiss their cousin. Guess they kissing cousins. Toys kissing muffin. Worse than that, they go home and kiss their husband. This shit's disgusting. Keep the chickens clucking. Keep the pigeons bugging. This on my wrist is nothing. They were disrespectful. Yes. Yes. And I, I'll say this. Because of Dipset, I I bought my first do-rag. I'll say oh, it. Shit. I will say it. Now, granted, my dad was like, you ain't wearing these colorful-ass do-rags. You ain't wearing a do-rag at all, nigga. He literally told me that. He's like, you're not wearing... And my mom's like, well, no, nigga. You're not wearing a do-rag. So that's fucking out. But I, but I still, like, snuck around and bought me a black and a white one. You know? <laughs> and I wouldn't wear it. And I wouldn't wear it on the way out. But you know how you are when you're teenagers. You, when your parents forbid you to wear some shit. Put it in the backpack. Put it yep. in the pocket. Yup. Because I was like... Especially when I was rolling, you know, to different parts of the of the city, riding the train. Yeah, I definitely, you know, like stopped to the side, looked in the look at a at a window at a at a at a store, and just make sure my do rag was on tight. Cause come on, man, females were checking. You had to have a fresh do rag back in them days, man, and it had to be wrapped right. All right. I, I didn't have the cape in the back. You know, I tucked my shit underneath so they could That's see. That's how you could always tell who was like from uptown, how how clean they presented themselves with a do-rag on. Yeah, man. If, if, if that man makes sure like the straps are flat when they go around his head so he doesn't have the lines in his forehead. Yup. He the one. <laughs> Yo. Like, so I'm gonna ask you this then: Who's winning the verses? Because they might do mixtapes and Dipset, The Diplomat, uh, Cam, Jim Jones, 
flooded like mixtapes and shit with albums. Yes. And Harlem niggas are loud very. and very flashy. Maybe because of hype, they might win. But the ones that like really know what it's like to get their hands dirty and really back up the shit that they say and represent and is on some like low key, but I still fuck you up shit is going to say and going to want locks to win. But locks ain't no flashy, flashy type of dudes. Like we gonna come, we gonna own this beat, we gonna write it and we gonna go to the next one. I know it's gonna be a lot of shit talk with Cam and Jim Jones on stage, period. Yes. Cameron by himself with his own albums, his skits were ridiculous. Like, think about this for a second. Cam and Jadakiss are probably the only two rappers who survived the 50 Cent beef. Think about that. Like, come on. With 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 Jada and Fifty is so fucking comical, I died laughing, listening to that shit. And it, and then Cam, I was afraid when Fifty went after Cam, but we used to like watch Cam's uh World Star videos, just going in on Fifty, and we was like, oh, Cam's gonna be all right, because Fifty was destroying careers, you know, he was destroying careers. Like Rick Ross barely made it. Listen, I thought Rick Ross was not gonna make a comeback. He, I, he barely made it out. He barely made it out, man. I know Ja Rule is done for. Yeah, he's he's finished. Like your job now until your casket drop is a family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are absolutely finished, and that's why like Jada's verse on Wild Out. I know that shit from like head to toe. That's my favorite verse on Wild Out. What's yours? <laughs> I like Jada, but sometimes Styles gets get dirty too. Yes, he does. Um, so between both of them on Wild Out, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. But again, I appreciate when Jada Kiss drops his own album. I agree. I love his albums as well, man. Okay, so let me ask you this. Who had the better verse? on Dipset Anthem. I would have to say Cameron to me. Because I expected him to be disrespectful and he came very disrespectful. And his lines were always witty. Both songs are different in their own way. Wild Out and Dipset Anthem. Dipset Anthem actually doesn't have like a soul sample. This is more of a old reggae song. You know, used as a sample, which I thought was very clever. Which you know I love because my family Caribbean. And the thing that made Swiss Beats Swiss Beats was that he really didn't do samples. That's what made him like all the 90% of his beats are all original. And that's why that's why him and Tim had to do this versus. And that's why him and Tim had to battle each other because Whenever Jay-Z was coming out with a new album or um, anybody that wanted to hone the charts, they either went to Timberland or Swiss yep. or Pharrell. Yep. I was about to say Pharrell and sometimes Rick Rubin, you know, but definitely Tim and Swiss had to be in the same room along with Pharrell. Let's get into the rotation. I said we're going to be doing things different. 
So you ready, Shane? Yes, I got some good rotation. She should uh, listen to. Well, you got to give me one song that's been in rotation for you, and then I'm a, and then I'm a, change it up on you. So, what's one song that's been in rotation? Okay, so if I had to pick, and I know you would enjoy it, you got to listen to "Tidal Wave" by Butcher Brown. for the rotation now now that we know what you're listening to i need you to give me your favorite jadakiss verse and i'll play it um shit i would say his verse on all about the benjamin more liquor, driving a bro bigger. I'm with most sippers, watched by gold diggers. Rocking bajor denims with gold zippers. Lost your touch, we kept owls. Popping crystals, freaking the three-quarter reptiles. Enormous cream, forest green. Binge Jeep for my team. So while you sleep, I'm a scheme. You see through, so why nobody never gonna believe you. You should do what we do, stack chips like Hebrews. Don't let the melody intrigue you, cause I'll leave you. I'm only here for that green paper with I'm strictly evil. trying to cop those. So give me your favorite Cam verse. My favorite Cam verse. Oh my God. Which one was he the most ignorant on? <laughs> um, I don't know. My favorite Cam verse. I don't know. I gotta think about that. You got a favorite Cameron song? No. I if, when I think about Cameron and favorite, I bring up the Purple Haze album. Um, get down, I like. Period. Um, down and out. Ugh. Ah, you like the fuck. That's that's my favorite one. That first, his first verse. I still, I still play that in rotation, uh, like on me. a weekly basis. Baby, Kanye, this that 1970s Herald flow, huh? Yeah, yeah, I hear people Let's talking about who high, who not. Man, uh, they don't know I'm we finna kill in. the game this year. Killer, uh, uh, yay, hey, come on. street mergers, I legislated the nerve. I never hated on murders, premeditated. I've served, I hesitated, I've served. Cock is prayed, hit you from a block away. Drink a sake on the Suzuki. So, Shan, go ahead. We're wrapping up the show. Tell them where they can find you. You can find me at She Gets It Pod on Twitter and on IG. On stereo app is She Gets It Pod. Um, uh, Whoishan.com. You can see all the shots for merch. Loudmouth Stereo Pod. Shout out to Coaching Room Pod. Shout out to So What Patreon Big. 
Shout out to Girls Love. And I'm in these streets. And if you want to hit me up about doing promo for whatever you got for this show, you can hit me at shegivesitplot.gmail.com. I appreciate y'all. Stay authentic. And uh, thank you again, Doug. Nah, 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 nah. Thank you for being a part of this show, being a part of this episode. Thank you for doing this on such a last-minute notice. For the rest of y'all that are listening, thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace and love. My name is Doug. Your pinky rings hot, then come through your block in a sticky green drop. Hop out, let off 53 shots. Wouldn't care if I hit 53 cops. Giuliani might as well be murking niggas. Cause the time that he giving out is hurting niggas. And all these record labels jerking niggas. And you never was a thug, you's a working nigga. And you heard that shit right there, I started that. Don't make me put something up in your starter hat. No matter who you are or where you from, screw all of that. I'm not trying to hear that, son. Yeah, who the fuck y'all want? Uh-huh. And who the fuck y'all need? And who the fuck gon' bleed? Uh-huh. All y'all haters, cause none of y'all niggas can't fuck with me.